regular people are taking their knowledge and content, packaging it up in an online course, and they're making a living doing it. But not everyone is successful with online courses. There's a right way and there's a wrong way. And I'm here to help course creators actually succeed with online courses. Hi, I'm Jacques Hopkins, and this is The Online Course Show. Hello out there, and welcome back to The Online Course Show. I am Jacques Hopkins, and I'm so glad that you are here with me today. If you're new here, uh, this is called The Online Course Show, and so we talk about online courses and Today we have a guest on the show who is no stranger to online courses. She's been incredibly successful. Just last year, uh, she brought in, uh, and I say she, her her business, her team, her business, brought in $3.8 million in revenue from her online course business where uh, Abby Ashley teaches people to become virtual assistants. She's no stranger to the show. This is her fourth appearance. Her last appearance was back in episode 160, so feel free to go listen to that. That was in late 2020, I believe, and it's always a pleasure to catch up with Abby. She is um, really just such an inspiration on running a successful business, running it the right way. She's got a huge team. She really believes in her people and her students and just continues to grow, and she's working on some new products that are really cool that we talk about. Uh, let me give you a little more details about what we discuss in this interview and what you can take out of it in just a second. But for now, I want to mention to you something really cool, and that is version three of the course bootcamp. Are you ready to take your course to the next level or take your course to a level at all? This time, the course bootcamp, we're going to have two groups, one for more, uh, those of you more on the beginner side of your online course business journey and, and those, um, and then another one for those more on the advanced side, like you've already got an established course business and you're making sales and you're looking to improve that one way or another. This is a, a customized uh, program. And so we're not just going to focus on marketing. We're not just going to focus on sales or we're not just going to um, improve your course. We're going to figure out what you need and I'm going to hold your hand and help you get there. This is the third iteration. We've done this two times now. We're wrapping up uh, Course Bootcamp version 2.0 right now. And it's been, once again, a lot of fun for me. Um, everyone's getting a lot out of it. The way it works is we meet every week. It's a group of five people. And it's, it's kind of group coaching. We met every week for about an hour, hour and a half, and everybody has their chance to kind of go around in the hot seat, talk about what you were able to accomplish the week before, and then we get a plan together for the upcoming week. And I should have said that one of the most important parts of this is we set goals together at the beginning of the bootcamp. So, hey, what do you want to accomplish at the end of the three months? And that way we can break it up and we can set more bite-sized goals together each week when we meet and uh, really just, like I said, hold your hand and work with you on your course business. But it's not just me and you, it's other course creators and aspiring course creators too in the group. There's great power in group coaching. 
because others can offer their advice and input as well, but it also really helps you on your journey when you're kind of helping and motivating others and just going along with other people in a similar situation. And I wouldn't be doing this for a third time now if it wasn't going really well for both myself and for those that have been doing the bootcamp. And so uh, it's not just the weekly meetings. Let me tell you briefly what else you get with the course bootcamp. You also get uh, access to all of my trainings, all of my courses, um, the beginner trainings, the advanced trainings, uh, everything that I've ever put out there, you get access to, including Piano in 21 Days, if that's uh, that strikes your fancy. Some people like to get access to that just to see how I've put my course together. Um, you'll also get access to access to me on Voxer, which is a really cool vo- uh, walkie-talkie app. It's like texting, but with voice. And, um, and so, you know, between meetings, something comes up, you want to run something by me and whatnot, then you will have Voxer access to me. And then you'll also get access to the, um, kind of private group chat that's, we use Slack, uh, everybody in the course bootcamp is in Slack together and we kind of communicate with each other in Slack between our weekly meetings. So it's a, it's a three month kind of intensive, um, you know, figure out what kind of goals you want to set, what what you want to try to accomplish in, over three months. I I will work with you to to help set your goals, manage expectations. I'll tell you if hey this you haven't set this goal high enough, or this is maybe too lofty of a goal. And so if you've just been you know procrastinating or you've just not had the accountability you need, this could be a good opportunity for you. And in previous boot camps, it's been only for those with established course businesses already looking to kind of scale or get get better and whatnot, but there's a very large demand for a more beginner level um, bootcamp. And so if you are a beginner and you don't have uh, your course, maybe you have your course, you're not making sales, or maybe you haven't even filmed your course yet. um, This could be for you as well, because uh, I'm going to do two groups, like I said, a beginner group and a more advanced group. So if that sounds of interest, then I would encourage you to go to thecoursebootcamp.com. There's more information there, and right there you can apply. We're going to start on April 6th. This is going to go from April, May, and June, three-month program, and I'll be accepting applications through the end of March. So if you're interested, make sure you apply before April gets here because we are starting in April. So that is my pitch for you to join course bootcamp. Uh, by the way, I've gotten some really, really good feedback on our last podcast, episode 181 with Spencer, who um, who was a part of the first bootcamp. And so if you want to get a little glimpse into what it's like, you could certainly listen to that, but also just heard from people that they it was a very inspiring uh, interview overall. We didn't talk a ton about the bootcamp. It's, it's, it's mostly about his story and just his, man, his, his mindset and his unwillingness to fail. Um, So if you haven't checked out the last episode, it's been getting very positive reviews, and I would definitely invite you to check it out. But you are here for episode 182, and this is featuring Abby Ashley. Like I said, she is she's a seasoned veteran with courses. Uh, she has been wildly successful. Now, if you're a beginner, like it might be hard to relate to her in um in some of the things she's talking about because she's got a team of over 20 people now. Uh, but she didn't start there. Like she started, she was a virtual assistant herself and she took it a day at a time. And 
one of the things about her, she learned very early on how powerful it can be to hire the right people, um, both full-time people and contractors and whatnot. And so that's been a large part of her um, her success. And that's certainly been a large part of, of my success as well. Just having really good people is just really important. And you don't really know unless you've experienced it. You know, I, I, I admire you if you're trying to go at this alone, especially if you don't have the funds to, you know, outsource um, to to other people. I really admire the, the grit and the determination there. But uh, when you've experienced working with people that are aligned with what you're trying to do or aligned with your vision, are good at what they do, uh, it's, it's really, truly amazing. And she's got a huge team. She is able to focus now on other projects that she's working on because she has almost completely removed herself from her main online course business. Um, we talk about in this, uh, in this conversation, we talk certainly about team and hiring. We talk about her funnel and just like the simplicity of it and how well it works. And, you know, one, one question I get a good bit, even if I've convinced you that you should do a, an evergreen webinar funnel for your course business, um, I get this question a lot, like, okay, should the opt-in be the training itself or should they opt into some sort of PDF, like workbook, checklist, uh, and then kind of get directed toward the the webinar. And it's interesting because Abby kind of does both because she sees the value in both. And we, t- we talk about that, certainly. Um, and we go into detail about her new business, which is it's kind of an Upwork competitor. I'm a huge fan of Upwork uh, for finding good people to do more part, like not part-time, but like short-term work, right? Not necessarily people that are going to be on your team long-term, but there's just amazing people all over the world that are capable of such cool stuff. Um, And so she is working on like an even better Upwork. It's called hellosavvy.com. You can go there now and kind of get on the wait list. And she talks about what what it's got that Upwork doesn't. And it's it's really interesting. Uh, And then we actually start the conversation talking about Enneagram, which, you know, I've, I've mentioned Enneagram on this, podcast many times. I'm a fan. I, it's it's kind of a personality test. It's taught me a lot about myself, but also um, others as well. And it's um, I like talking about Enneagram and, and Abby does as well. So we start there. That's what that is, Enneagram. So uh, that is a quick summary. And without further ado, let's jump in to the full conversation between myself and Abby Ashley of thevirtualsavvy.com and hellosavvy.com. <music> Hi, Abby. Welcome back. Thank you. I love chatting with you. That's very kind. <laughs> this is, um, I love chatting with you as well. This is, I believe, your fourth appearance here, uh, which is which is, which is, is awesome. Uh, you're right up there, probably in the top three of, of quantity of, of repeat guests. Um, I want to start with one thing I learned about you in the past year or so that's the most interesting and and possibly the most shocking thing I've learned about you in the past year. Oh, I'm excited. That, Wait, is this good yeah, or bad? You, Did you talk to my husband you probably, in my back? <laughs> you, <laughs> you probably have no idea where I'm going with this. No. Um, but you're an Enneagram 7. Yes! <laughs> I cannot Wait, believe that. surprise that. you? Well, yes and no. Okay, it doesn't surprise me about you, but it surprises me. I don't know a lot of Enneagram 7s, but you're the only one that I know that's running a multi-million dollar business. I'll tell you that. Uh, founder of Tom's really is an Enneagram. He's a seven wing eight, which is what I am too. Really? So for those that maybe aren't familiar with Enneagram or Enneagram seven, like, what does that mean for you? What does that, what does that tell us about you? 
So um, I'm super into personality tests, by the way. Um, I got really into Myers-Briggs back in the day. I'm an ESFP through and through. Um, And then when I discovered uh, Enneagram, I took it and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is crazy spot on. Um, And at first I got the seven um, number and I got so excited about it because it's like, yeah, you're like, you like for things to be fun and just you enjoy life and all of this, which is true. But then the more I dug into it, like Enneagram's kind of a jerk. Like if you haven't taken it yet, like it's, it's all, it shows the good things, but it also like it hits you where it hurts sometimes. And then I realized that Enneagram sevens aren't just all about having fun. It's about like, I won't do something unless it's fun, <laughs> which is actually not good. It means I'm not necessarily the most disciplined person. Um, I start a lot of things and don't finish them. I don't have a lot of follow through. Um, But, and I mean, we can like dive into this. I feel like in a sense, I have figured out how to channel that like beginner-ness into truly embracing visionary status and building a team around me for the follow through. Because even like I've done strength finders. I don't have a single strength in execution. I just don't. <laughs> like I am not a person that finishes things. And, and I know this about myself now. And so I think that, you know, and even when I look at like the trajectory growth of our business, when I brought in an integrator who is completely opposite, I, I mean, could not be, she has all execution strengths and no like none of the social, none of the, any of the others. It is, she is all execution. It was like match made in heaven. And I think that's where we've been able to make a lot of magic happen. So we can decide, dissect that more, but yes, I am. I'm a hundred percent. So any other things about Enneagram seven, if you're not familiar. So um, yeah, we, we like to have fun. We're usually more of like the entertainers. Um, we start things just lots of just quick ideas, quick. Yeah. And, and get, and get FOMO, um, easily is oh, one thing. Yeah. Yeah. Big, big, big FOMO person. I mean, I bought 12 domains over the weekend. Like, don't think that I'm like, a, <laughs> I have not arrived <laughs> by any means. Um, but I think that, you know, and, a. uh, a seven in strength goes to a five, which is a researcher. So I do, I still am constantly like, Ooh, this business idea, this, 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 but there has to be a level of discipline of like, Nope, like I have to finish what I've started and, and really just do the thing that works and not scroll off into a million different areas because I have enough strategy you know, strategy is my, I think, second to top strength in strength finders. So I have enough strategy to know like, okay, even though my, my heart and my brain want to go a thousand different directions, like the strategic thing to do is to just, you know, stay the course nice and steady. So yeah. Yeah. It's uh, from my experience, I think a lot, the most common number that I've seen for like a business owner, um, especially, you know, my network is more online business owners, especially online course business owners would be a three, right? The really just driven um, results first, you know, get it done no matter what the, what the cost um, type of a person. I myself am a one, um, pretty, pretty hard one. I'm a one wing nine. I'm pretty sure that's the same as your the the uh, Melissa your yep. 
What do you, what is she a COO? Um, yep. How important do you think it is? Is it for like your, your right-hand person to be kind of different from you? That's a great question. So, you know, and I've, I've tried to start exploring this topic about like, it makes so much sense for me. Like, I think you've, we've talked about like the book rocket fuel before, right? Like sure. Absolutely. Visionary integrators. Integrator. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you need both in business. And so when someone is more, you know, like for me, I read that and I'm like, Oh I, yes, a hundred percent. But I've been kind of thinking through it. I'm curious, like what you found too, because this is something I've been kind of trying to dissect and figure out, especially as we're, you know, we're working on a platform to help people find, the right fit freelancers or what, like their, their match, you know, and, and digging into strength and Enneagram and all of that in that platform. So it's like, what is the best type of fit for somebody who um, is a little bit more of like, like you're probably more organized and you do the right fit. Like we're going to do this because it's the right thing to do. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's from what I know about Enneagram ones. And so like, is it, I think, I think your right-hand person should be somebody that, that does complement your weaknesses in the greatest way. If you're talking about a right hand. So it's like, in what areas do I need to be strengthened and pushed? And that becomes that person. There is also the element where if you're building out a full team, it could be that, like, and I'm, I'm actually curious to hear from you too, uh, what your thoughts are on this. Like if, if, so I could imagine, let me paint like what I could see possibly happening. And then you let me know if it's true. Like for an Enneagram one, it's like, this needs to be, this needs to be good. This needs to be right before we put it out into the world. Right. So like action over perfection probably like makes you cringe a little bit (laughs) where it's like, Oh yes, but also maybe perfect. So is it better to have somebody who is a little bit more of that, like, yes, let's, let's release it and pushes you to the marketing maybe that you're uncomfortable with to a tiny bit, or is it better to have just somebody who's also, you know, yes, let's get it done. Like a, like a three or somebody as your right hand, but then have like people on your marketing team that are going to kind of push that edge. I don't know. Like what have you found so far? Here's, here's what I think. So yeah, I'm very just like, um, left brain by the book, you know, there's a right way to do things, wrong way to do things, very little gray area. Um, and what I've found is like for having an operations person or an integrator, I want another one yeah, or somebody kind of like that more so because then they can kind of, Carry they can the kind of take some of, of that everything that you're, yeah, creating. they can like take some of the oneness from, yeah. me, you know, they can, they can help me let go of some of that oneness. If I know that somebody is, is handling that. I, if I know that somebody is there and they are staying organized, they're doing the right thing. Um, and so on, then maybe that lets me let go and, and kind of branch out to some of the other numbers, dare I say, but be more of the visionary and, and ideas, uh, if that's taken care of it, I just, I don't know, like if I had a seven as that person, no offense, but I just probably drive you crazy. No, no, yeah, I think it would, it would be crazy. I could see this. So, so if I'm correct, I believe that a one goes to a seven in strength. Have you looked at that? Yeah, I don't remember, but I believe it. Yeah, I think that that's true. So if that's true, then that could actually be so, you know, 
sevens are very futuristic and and are a little bit more like live a little bit more in the gray you know so if somebody was like yeah. taking care of that like okay i know someone's behind the scene making sure things are right so i can let go of that a little bit it would allow you to be yeah so i could see that maybe and maybe it is just dependent on the person i don't know i mean uh, Oh, and, and at the same time, would, sorry, I'm like talking in circles to trying to figure this out. This has literally been something I've been thinking through. I'm like, I don't know if any Enneagram, you know, seven, eight, six, like, I don't know if any of us would actually, all of us in the, we're all in the actually like thinking triad. I'm not sure if any of us would want to be integrators. <laughs> like that literally sounds like the worst job for me. So it's probably, you're probably right. You're probably the like ones, twos, threes, I would kind of assume would be the best integrators. Yes, possibly a six based off as of well. Assumption. Yeah, and so like if anybody's not familiar with Enneagram, like I'm a, I love it because of the simplicity yeah. and I think accuracy. Yeah. Um, by the way, can you hear that like drilling and stuff in the background? I can't, no. You can't at all? Okay. No. Listeners of the podcast know I've been dealing with construction for a while now. And, you know, they say like when you get, when you're doing construction, like double whatever they tell you in terms of time. Yes. Well, I think we'll triple it and then still have some left over too. It's crazy. Hey, well, you're ready to build a SaaS product then because that's exactly it. <laughs> That's SaaS for you too. <laughs> Similar to to a software product as well. Exactly. So we'll, we'll definitely get into that. But uh, I don't resonate near as much with some of the other personality stuff because it just feels a little too like almost complicated, just like mm-hmm. or too complex. Whereas the simplicity of just like nine numbers on the Enneagram yeah. and um, and then you can wing one way or the other for sure. But I just really resonate with that. And we we recently hired a new um, operations manager. And, you know, that's certainly a question I asked in the interviews. Like, mm-hmm. hey, what's your what, what's your Enneagram? If you know it, if you know it. And yeah. I was looking for like a, a one primarily, but uh, a three to an extent would work, possibly a six. Um, and if you don't know Enneagram, this means absolutely nothing to you <laughs> if you're listening to this. Go and, go and research um, it, if so. So our, our yeah. operations person is a is a five wait yeah she's a five wing six so i could see yeah the five six the three or the ones those are probably almost everyone in customer service is a two almost everyone in marketing is like the seven six seven seven eight eight. yes yep yes like we definitely we're in our we're in our spots (laughs) In, in your opinion what's the best way to figure out what number you are so there's tons of free tests out there. I, mm-hmm. I would just start with one of the free, free, you know, Enneagram profiles. Yeah. There's, I took, um, I took one of the tests and it told me I was a three and, uh, I don't believe it. I, I, I certainly have characteristics of a three, but like I've got everything of a one. And for my, in my opinion, have you read the book, the road back to you? I've started it, but haven't finished it. Does that surprise yeah. you? <laughs> You're a seven. <laughs> Yeah. 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 So that's my favorite way to tell. That's what I usually tell people is like at the beginning of each chapter for the number, there's 20 questions and it's like, basically you answer yes or no, if that's you. And like for the ones, like I I answer yes to all 20 questions. Whereas for the threes, like I answer maybe eight or nine of them a yes. And so just reading that book really convinced me that I was a one and not a three. Um, I love that. And I think that there are a lot of mistypes. Like I, I, I score really highly on the three as well, which is interesting because I'm not 
driven by any of the three motivations. Like that is, I'm not a three and I know that, but I think just because I'm an entrepreneur and a lot of my actions are a three that that, and I also scored really highly as a two, like that was, that was one of my other second, like seven, two and three were my highest. And I think just being a parent, right. Being a mom, like we have another, uh, someone else on our team that the first time she took the test, she tested as a two, but then she realized she was a seven also, which again, like if anybody knows me, I'm not a two, like my husband's had some like medical stuff and I'm like, you're fine. Like, I'm, I'm like, so not a caretaker, which is funny, but I, you know, but I am a mom and I do love my family. So I think there are some like, yeah, it's easy to have some of those mistypes depending on your role. I think, you know, entrepreneur, three mom two. So I got a lot of that, but at the core, I'm sure if I actually read the book and took those questions, I'm seven through and through. So moving, moving right along, um, it, let's say somebody like doesn't know who you are. You know, I think the last episode you're on was 160. So somebody could check that out for sure. But, um, rather than just let you give your, your, your usual, uh, pitch, why don't, why don't I pitch you for the audience? Let me, let me it. tell you who Abby is. Okay. Okay. So you teach, um, well, your business teaches um, people, uh, typically stay-at-home moms, to become uh, well-paid virtual assistants mm -hmm. and enjoy what they do, right? Yeah, sure. That is the virtual savvy. And um, it's, what, five, six years old now, something yeah. like that. You were, a, you were a virtual assistant yourself, um, and then you, you started doing this, and your business has basically doubled every year. Is that fair to say? Yeah. And most recently... Four million dollars. We we were just under four million for last year, so maybe this year I'll hit that. I think I think last time you came on, you were about you were about to do your two million for twenty twenty. Yeah, and you said you mentioned trying to double every year. Yeah, so we so that's for, we ended at like three point seven or eight, I think. So yeah. close, but not quite. And then and we've slowed right. down even this year some. So which I've heard is pretty most people across the board 2022 things are starting to like slow down a little bit, which I'm actually fine with. Like it has <laughs> been such a like uphill roller coaster, right? That to have a year, we even like last year when we were planning this year, we planned for a year of just stability. We're like, let's just take a year because I think that's not sustainable to have that kind of growth over and over and over and over and over. So we're like, let's just have this be like our stability year, like infrastructure, right? Like, our, do we have the infrastructure in place? Do we have the systems? Do we have the team? Do we have the, you know, just the energy, right? Because I think you can get burnout just growing that quickly. So this has kind of been our year to build that infrastructure. And it'll probably be a year or two that we do this before we're like, okay, it's we're back to growth mode. And I've seen most companies kind of take that um, you know, back and forth. I don't, I know you've been, I think you've been doing like 2X and they, mm -hmm. uh, 2X coaching program is a really great coaching program for people in that like six to seven figure mark. And they kind of go back and forth between, okay, are you on a marketing track or are you on an operations track, you know? And we're definitely more in like a infrastructure operations mode this year so that we can rev up for growth again in the next few mm -hmm. years. And so when you say we, which business are you talking about? Oh, I am definitely talking about the virtual savvy. So that okay. is my main business, the one that's, you know, 
making all the money and financing the other one that I've been building. So the second business, which, um, yeah, we can introduce as well is Hello Savvy. And we're building a freelancer marketplace where virtual assistants um, and clients can connect or freelancers of all kinds. They don't just have to be virtual assistants, but we're building something just really unique to where um, an emphasis on cultural fit and even personality. So you can filter freelancers by Enneagram number. It's all, it's self-select. Mm. So you don't have to put that, but we're implementing a lot of that into the platform as well. We're really excited for it. Okay. So that's, so we'll, that's we'll, all growth. Literally all of our projects right now are marketing for, yeah. we're just trying to market, market, market over there. So it is, it's a little bit, um, maybe they'll go back and forth. Who knows? We'll see how it pans out. So you are still the CEO of the virtual savvy and like always plan to be the CEO or? Um, yeah, for now. So the virtual savvy is I run it in about two hours a week. So it takes mm -hmm. very little of my time. I go live once a week, once every six months, I do a batch recording session, but then my operations person, she's amazing. Shout out to Becky. She, um, she literally runs the whole business. So mm -hmm. we'll do a, a senior leader trip. Actually, that's coming up in about a week where the senior leaders come here and we do a meeting and just kind of cast vision and everything like that. And then we do one team retreat also um, where we bring the whole team usually down to Florida and, um, you know, all meet together, vision cast, meet one another since we're all just a virtual team. Um, but yeah, other, so the recording sessions once a quarter, those two meetings, and then day to day is about two hours a week, I would mm -hmm. say. Okay. And so lately you've started another business and uh, we let's talk about that now because I am a huge fan of up Upwork. I was telling somebody earlier today um, who literally created an up Upwork account this morning. I was like, I don't understand how you're running your business without Upwork. Um, <laughs> I have spent six figures on there. Yeah. Um, I've even hired like uh, permanent positions through Upwork, but it's mostly more part-time stuff. It's just like the amount of people all over the world that are just like experts in these crazy areas mm -hmm. um, is just amazing. And rather than me spend 10 hours on something, trying to figure it out, this and that, like somebody out there knows how to do it, probably can do it for pretty budget friendly. And Upwork is a great place to find those people. Yeah. So what is your, like, what is your pitch to me? Like why, wh what is your new platform have and what's it gonna do for me that Upwork maybe can't? Yeah, that's a great question. So we polled, <laughs> we as many amazing things that Upwork has, and I still, I mean, we use Upwork still at times, mm -hmm. right? I mean, we dig into our own audience, but when you just need, especially like quick projects done, I think that it's a great resource. Um, one of the things that we polled of 500 plus people about and some of the frustrations is what we are trying to build into our platform. So um, on the freelancer side, there's a lot of frustrations about like the taking a percentage of your invoice. So we we're doing a different pricing structure where we're not actually making money through taking a percentage of your invoice. So freelancers are going to keep more money in their own pocket, right? Another benefit to freelancers is um, a lot of the site focuses on the freelancer. And so there's 
beautiful portfolios built into the platform, right? So it is a place for them to feature their services. But uh, one of the goals is that this could even, you know, take place of a website for many of them because it's really focused on them and their talents and who they are as a person, not just, you know, oh, here's my skill sets and the jobs I've completed. Now it'll have those things too, but that's not mm. only what it's about, right? Like we're actually asking about things, like I said, personality and past experiences and just who they are as a person, right? And so one of the things when we are hiring that we look for over at the Virtual Savvy, which is, you know, we have a, a very large team and freelancers and employees both. And one of the things that we're always looking for is kind of that cultural fit personality because we want long-term uh, people that we're going to work with long-term and someone can get a project done for sure. But if you're looking for somebody that's like, man, I want somebody to completely take over my blank strategy, right? Uh, my YouTube strategy, my podcast, my this, my that. Um, finding somebody who believes in the vision of your company, who you can, you know, I want to find an OBM, right? I want to find an online business manager that's going to work well with me. Sure, they could have like the resume, but is their personality going to fit well with mine? Do we have, are they going to drive me crazy because our values are just completely different, right? And so one of the things that clients, they have to list their company mission values before they actually uh, post a job on the platform. So really, yeah. So that's one of the things that we've built into it. Um, we're doing a lot of video built into the platform as well. So whenever a freelancer submits uh, a resume, they don't have to, um, but they'll have the option to like kind of right there on the spot, record a video intro as well. So it's, it's kind of putting a face and a person to the projects is what we're doing. And that's not for every person. I will say that. Like, I know that some people are like, I, I don't care. Just get the thing done. Right. And that's fine. But we know that there's a, a section of people that are like, no, like this is, you know, this is my baby. My business is literally my third child. And I want to know the people who are working on it and who are devoting themselves to it. So, um, you know, and we're, we're doing a lot in the, in the way of training as well. So it's not just a place to come and hire, but we're teaching how to hire well. We're having monthly networking events. We're building tools into the platform that will help you actually make the right decision uh, for choosing freelancers. We're having resources and video trainings on like, here's how you build a good team. So all of the things that we've learned of building, you know, a massive online company and having a really amazing team um, with really low turnover, right? We're trying to instill that training into the platform as well. So um, those are some of the differences so far. Yeah, it sounds like you're really, you're focusing on fit, like culture fit more, um, it's just a, I guess, a higher quality matchmaking service than than others that are out there. Yeah, and we will uh, we'll introduce concierge. So we've done a few of those already, where we will actually do the matchmaking for you as well. So that's one of the features for clients if they choose mm. to. We will do concierge services, and the ones we've done, we've gotten 
raving reviews about. Um, and again, we're, we're focusing so much, not just on skill, but also on kind of that personality, cultural fit aspect. And people aren't just like, oh, this is a good person. They're, you're like, they're like, you found my person. Like you found mm-hmm. the right person. So that's been, that's been a cool experience so far. Yeah. I use the word matchmaking. It makes me like think of, okay, what if this was like Tinder or something and we're just like swiping left and right on people to work with. Sometimes I feel like we're building a dating app. (laughs) Not going to lie. I'm like, I feel like we could copy paste this and make it a dating app really quickly. But I mean, it is, I feel like that is one of the things, especially in an online space, which you think about the people who are hiring remote workers is that most of us, um, many of us have online business. And I feel like part of what is missing is the connection is the relationship is the conversations and that's why it's hello savvy because we do we believe hiring starts with hello right it's it's about actually getting to know the individual so if i want to if i want to hire somebody on your platform like i literally can't do it unless i put in like my mission and values and all that yeah that's uh you know that's that's amazing but also is that not limiting in some way? I mean, I've been in business since 2013 and literally put together my core values like a month ago. Yeah. And that's one of the things that we're, we're working on uh, instilling into, like, we don't want just for this just to be a platform for you to come and get another project for your business. That's not going to grow. Like let's actually help the business owner as a whole. And I believe that's something that you do need. Um, so, and again, I, I don't think it's going to be a perfect system every time, right? But kind of getting to know what a business is about, I think is important whenever you're putting in um, an application to work with them. Okay. So uh, what's the current status? I know it's not live right now, but the, the website, there's an actual website here, hellosavvy.com. I'm looking at it right now. Is this yep. just kind of a wait it's list wait for right list. now? Yep. It's our wait list and we will be launching in September. So it's coming coming soon. Are you like, what's that process? I always wonder about systems like this where, or I guess SaaS products where, you know, you really have to have a database of a lot of people for it to be successful. It's almost like a catch 22 thing. So is, is having both sides, the clients and the freelancers like ready to go lined up for launch day? Is that like one of the key components? I believe it will be for us. So we are lucky to have a huge list of freelancers. So I feel really confident um, about being able to fill the site with high quality freelancers because our email list over at the virtual savvy is at about 150,000 now. So we, and, and it's a good healthy list. Right. And, um, so I feel like for us, we had kind of that one-sided advantage, which most marketplaces that I've learned, basically, if you're ever thinking about doing SaaS, what I've learned is that marketplaces are the hardest type of SaaS to do. So we just started with the most difficult thing, apparently. (laughs) But a two-sided marketplace, there's always going to be one side to fill that's easier to fill than the other. Mm -hmm. And so for us, we do feel like that's going to be freelancers just because of our existing audience. So um, all of our marketing efforts have been around building a list of clients, people who would come and actually hire on the site. So, um, yeah, that's been our, our marketing efforts over the past year or so. And so we're getting close to being able to hit like 10,000 on that list, which I feel great, um, about, cause we've, we've really tried not to borrow it all from our freelancer list. It's like, nope, this is its own effort, its own thing. And so, um, yeah, so I think it'll be really good. We're 
we're hitting the numbers for our projections. So that's, that's all you can do, right? There's a risk associated with any type of business and with SaaS in particular, it's like, it's such a different beast. Oh my goodness. After doing online business, doing courses for so long, um, I, I, I'm learning just how different it is. There's a lot of similarities and there's a lot of things that we're taking over. But as far as the upfront investment, I mean, we're we're having to spend a significant amount of money upfront to build a thing that you are we've we've pulled and we've done all the, you know, we've done all the research, but at the end of the day, you're like, I hope people are gonna love it. <laughs> this thing that we're investing so much into. So it's it's definitely a different beast where I feel like you know, online courses have a little bit of that. Um, there's a little bit less risk involved in the sense that, okay, if I build this thing and it doesn't work, it took my time, but it didn't necessarily take tens of thousands of dollars. So if not more, thousands of dollars. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a little easier to bootstrap probably, unless you just happen to be a world-class programmer already or something. For sure. Um, I, I resonate with that because, you know, about a year and a half ago, I switched course platforms uh, and I switched to a platform that wasn't super easy. Mm-hmm. And it almost felt like building a SaaS product because of all this customizations we did. Yeah. Um, we ended up going with just a WordPress stack. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I vastly underestimated both how much time and money it would take to get it the way I want. You know, again, Enneagram one, like I wanted it perfect. And it's, I mean, in my opinion, world-class, like it's unlike any other, you know, course, um, platform because it's mine and it's, um, it's built on the back of some like plugins and themes, but then we really customized it. So I don't like, I don't know if I would do it again necessarily. (laughs) Cause like just hearing, hearing you talk about, you know, creating a SaaS product like that in and of itself doesn't really appeal to me. Um, because like online course businesses are so fun and I feel like they're a lot easier to get started. I would highly recommend most people start with courses. <laughs> I would highly recommend it. Again, I have no regrets about building this and I am so excited for it. I feel like it's needed. I feel it's going to be incredibly successful. Uh, but yeah, it's been it's been a different beast, mostly just expensive and time consuming. I mean, we've, been, we've been building it for almost two years now. So it's just, it's just a long, it's a long process. And, and we're, you know, I think I would do it again. I would do SAS again, but with much smaller, like, let me build a tool. Let me build like a simple tool. That's going to do X, Y, Z with a, you know, but we're basically building an entire site with multiple tools and functionalities. And yeah. So, you know, go big or go home. So, and I'll, I'll be able to find both like part-time quick projects on this product and also like long-term, maybe even employees. So right now we're starting out just with freelancers. Um, I would love to eventually transition into being able to find remote employees as well. There's just some legalities that we weren't quite ready to tackle with that yet. So um, hopefully that'll be in some of our future developments, but long-term freelancers Um, for sure. Okay, so the importance of team is um, is very high, obviously, for you. You have a your team is over twenty people on the virtual savvy side, right? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know exactly which way I want to go with this next, but 
my team is a lot smaller, um, but I'm really trying to focus on the whole culture fit. That's why we developed our core values yeah. about a month ago. Um, most people listening to this would have either no team or a very, very small team, right? right? So do, do like, should people aspire to get to 20, 25 employees? Like, how do you recommend somebody start thinking about building a team? That's a great question. So I don't know if I necessarily aspired to that when I was just starting out. It was kind of just what is the next need at the moment to where I can continue to elevate myself to CEO. I think that that is the goal. And I think that certain business models, you can become CEO of your business with two or three people, right? I don't think that you need a team that's really vast and huge. So our our business, we have relied very little on advertising. I mean, our advertising budget is so small um, and we've relied really heavy on organic methods. Well, organic marketing just takes more people, right? And so um, that's been part of the reason if you look at our PL versus others, um, our team expenses are higher in our advertising, but it, we make up for it in the little that we spend on advertising, right? And so I think that for anybody starting out uh, with hiring, one of the best first things you can do is, uh, I believe, especially, and maybe it is different. So I'd love your, your take on this too. Um, for me, as somebody who is an Enneagram 7, who's a little all over the place, who is a little... I needed a right-hand person so badly. I mean, that was one of the biggest jumps that I was able to make in business was when I had all of this that was in my head and I had somebody who thought in systems and processes that was able to systematize everything that was in my brain. I mean, that was just, that was huge for us. So that was a huge need. And it was something that I don't think I was ever going to be able to fulfill on my own. So I first hired out the things that I either hated doing or just really wasn't good at, or I guess probably that'd be a combination of both because I don't like many things that I'm not good at, right? So I think that that's, that's one of the first places is to start. One of the things that we did um, in the in that coaching program that, that I was a part of called 2X was d- defining my swim lanes. Like, so if you're just starting out and you're doing everything, right? You're, you're, you're CEO, sure, but you're also marketing director and you're also copywriter and you're also tech VA and you're also janitor and you're also the lunch lady and you're also, you know, like you're all the things. It's okay, three to five years from now, if I could only choose a few things to be doing in my business, what do I think those things would be? Like, what do I absolutely love and don't foresee myself really giving up, you know? So if you love to write and you're like, oh, if I could just write and that's all I could do in the business, right? And maybe like some marketing or if I could just work with the, the, my clients, you know, I'm a coach and I don't want to do all the marketing and the tech and the this and the invoicing. I just want to coach my people, right? So whatever you are doing, right? Uh, Online course creators, which is most of the people here, like all I want to do is just create my course content and support my students and nothing else, right? So what are the things you absolutely love and then kind of working backwards? So what what else is left? Well, there's a lot of things probably, right? There's the social media, there's the copywriting, there's the marketing, there's the, the systems and the internal processes. So just starting to identify which ones of those do I want to release so I can begin to elevate myself to CEO more and more and more over the years. I'm trying to walk the line between 
like doing that, like being the CEO and not really anything else, mm-hmm. but also like keep moving forward, keep making the product as good as possible, keep getting as many successful students as possible. And so I'll go through seasons of working very little mm-hmm. and then working a lot. Um, and I think the key is if you if you do aspire to both grow and not work a lot in the business is the people. And I've, I've certainly learned that, especially yeah. lately. And looking at a business um, as simply as possible, like I never, until recently, I never really thought of a, a business in terms of like the core departments, right? You've got the CEO on top, you got a marketing department, typically a, a sales department, a fulfillment department, yep. maybe, maybe operations. And then depending on the business you could have, like if it's bigger, you might have a finance department or HR or whatever. But at its core, you typically have marketing, sales, fulfillment. Yep. And I'm looking at it like that and I'm like, well, fulfillment, that's everything that happens after we make a sale, which in my opinion is like the most important thing. And so I just put a person in charge of all of it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she, um, Annie is our student success manager. That's her title. And she, she responds to every email that comes in post-sale. Um, she does our live Q and A. She like she proactively helps people along, um, and that's like off my plate now. Yep. And now I can focus on other things, which is amazing. But just like mapping it out, putting an org, org chart together, like you said, like if you don't have somebody in that role, then you are that role. Yeah. Right. You can make so a was, chart, just put your name in all the things. Everything, and yeah. And then say, okay, yeah, and we're the same structure. So if anybody, I I, I feel like that's probably fairly similar for, um, for online courses is that we have, you know, operations, marketing. We have sales and tech kind of together because most of yeah. our sales happen through a tech platform, like it's a funnel. So it's yeah. operation, marketing, sales and tech, and then we call ours product, but it's it's the fulfillment, it's the students, it's the, you know, and all customer service kind of falls under that department as well. So um, yeah, those kind of four, four different departments, if you will. And it's crazy to think about, like if you're sitting here as a solopreneur and you're like, I am doing all of those things, mm-hmm. it seems weird to create the org chart and you're like, my name is in all of these, but you can cast that vision. Okay. Like if my name were only in three of these instead of four, which, which would I love to let loose of first, you know, and that probably is a good direction on who you should be hiring first. For me, mm-hmm. it had to be operations. Like I'm like, I like marketing. I can figure out the tech and the customer service. I'm pretty good at too. So like operations had to be my first next was kind of customer service of just, okay, I'm answering, spending time answering so many of these emails. Like I just, you know, let me, let me focus on sales and marketing. And then I got rid of the the sale and the marketing was the last to go. Cause that's the one that I enjoyed the most. Mm-hmm. The marketing piece was interesting for me because once I actually looked at it like that and then mapped it out and put the names that we currently have on the team, I really thought the key to getting most of the stuff off my plate as a CEO was hiring the operations person. And that is certainly a key. But I realized most of the thing I'm doing is is the marketing manager, marketing and sales manager. Like that's me. And we have an operations uh, person now um, that we recently hired. And I think the real key to me being able to focus on the CEO role is actually hiring that marketing and sales manager. And maybe that that could have even been a higher priority for me yeah. than the operations piece. I could see that for sure. 
especially, you know, because you're you're good at operations. Operations was my kryptonite, right. <laughs> literally. Like it's it was it was pretty bad. I, I was a hot mess when my when my operations person came in. So it, I think it does. I think it kind of depends on the personality factor. And and by mapping it out, the other revelation I had was the um, who I called my virtual assistant, who's been with me almost. Uh, sorry, executive assistant. She's been with me almost five years now. Um, She's actually in the marketing department. She's not an executive assistant at all. Like everything she's doing, like once I actually made like role scorecards yeah. and like figured out where to tell people to aim, which is really important. Um, I was like, wait a second, you're you're like right under the marketing manager. Like you're you're writing all the copy, you're doing all the social media, you're doing um, you're responding to emails that are pre-sale. Mm -hmm. Like you are in the marketing department. You are not an executive assistant. Isn't that funny? Yeah, it's really funny. It was like wow. mind blown. And then you know what? I told her, her name's Emily, and her mind blo was blown too. She's like, wow, I had no idea. <laughs> I'm a marketing person. There we go. Yeah. And she she's she's owning that for sure now. That's cool. Um uh I've heard good things about the benefits in your company. What are some of the benefits that you offer? Yeah. So, um, for full-time employees, we, um, we actually just started a four day work week, uh, mm -hmm. just, I mean, we've been doing it five or six months now, but within the past year, we've transitioned to a four day work week. So that's a big one. We do, um, an education allowance. So we really encourage people to be learning in their realm of, you know, if, if you're on the marketing, like let's purchase you marketing books, let's buy the courses. It's all of that. We um, do have health insurance. Uh, yeah, so we have health insurance, 401k. We do matching. Um, we've added maternity leave. We actually have our first person out on maternity leave right now. So I'm excited for that. Um, we have a health and wellness stipend. Um, so that is really, and we've actually, in the past year, we used to have two separate uh, we had an office stipend and then a health and wellness stipend. And we've kind of just bundled it into one um, like health and wellness stipend. And so that is for you to spend on anything that's going to make your job easier for you to do and keep you healthy while doing it. So that could be a gym membership. That could be that you're hiring, you know, a nanny to come in a few days a week or a house cleaner or whatever it may be. Um, people do have to like turn in receipts for that. But um, yeah, I mean, that, that gets added to their check every single month. And let me see. I mean, we do our annual team retreat. So I think those are the top ones. That's why I'm forgetting any, which could be the case. Why? So why did you go to a four day work week? Uh, it was brought up by our team and they, it was actually our, <laughs> yeah, surprise, surprise. Our senior director of sales and tech, um, was really pushing for, for a long time. I mean, he's a hard worker too, but he brought all, he brought stats, his presentation, all the things. And we were like, well, I mean, one of the things that we want to be is one of the best places to work. Like I want our people to love working for our company. So, um, when he brought it, we were like, let's test it. Let's see if it could work. And now that we've been doing it, like I love it. I think that our team loves it. I think that we have a healthy, more balanced team. We're getting just as much done um, as we have in the past. So 
I, I don't know. I feel like it works. It still works well. Our team works in sprints. So that's something that we've adopted over the past year too, is these two week sprint cycles. And so they're not doing less work um, in those, in those sprints. They're just getting it done faster. <laughs> and I mean, we've had a flexible schedule anyway. So if there are heavy times, so we launch our course twice a year and during launch, we're still on a five day work week. There'll be occasionally people will say, Hey, like I've got this big project. I'm still going to work on Friday and kind of wrap it up, which is fine. Right. So that's kind of the deal is, you know, um, we have a flexible schedule anyways. So we're kind of like, Hey, make sure you're there between the hours of like eight and two central. Cause those are our core operating hours. But if you need to run and get an air, you know, run an errand or something, it's totally fine. So, um, yeah. So the sprints, two week sprints, yeah. how is that? Like when I hear that, I'm just like, well, if you're just working like every day, every week, how is that any different than just normal work work? Like, are you trying to complete projects every two weeks? Yeah. So sometimes there'll be bigger projects that are broken down into sprints, but it's just kind of kept us um, on track to really not letting things linger that don't need to linger. So, and again, most of this has been my operations person. This hasn't even been me implementing this. So um, I know it's working. The team set, the team tends to love it. They put kind of like a size of the project next to it too. So something is, it's funny because when I first popped into it, I was like, Becky, I don't think we should just be posting everybody's shirt size. Like, why are people's shirt sizes on on this? Like, and is Chachi really an XL? Like, I don't, I don't. He's like, no. Like, that's the size of the project. I'm like, oh, okay. I was like, that seems very like invasive and weird. So, um, yeah. So they put like kind of how big of a project is. So if something's a larger project, they break it down into this will probably take you know, two or three sprints, but, um, yeah, it, it seems to be working for now. So they work in like two week batches, um, of just, and, and it's a good way to see kind of what every team is working on too. Okay. I'm not getting it. I'm not getting it because like at the end of the two weeks, they're still coming back to work on Monday. Right. Yeah. And if so you don't you plan, you plan your next sprint while you're in your current sprint. Okay. Yeah. So is it, is it, is it all about like goal setting? Like here's yeah. what we're going to accomplish by the end of two weeks. Yes. Okay. So we have like our so big like goals. If, it's so you're breaking down your big goals, right? So you, you plan your big, we call them OKRs for the year. Like these are the big things we want to accomplish. And then we break those down into quarters and then those quarterly goals become, we plan them out into two week sprints. That way we know we can actually accomplish them. And <laughs> more often do, do, than not, are y'all hitting the targets every two weeks? Yeah. Yep, they're completing their projects. So it's been cool. Okay. Interesting. Might have to give it a shot. You can talk to Becky if you're interested, because I wouldn't <laughs> be able to tell you fully how it works. <laughs> um, all right, let's go back to some basics, like funnel type stuff. Yeah. Uh I'm on your website right now. I had directed somebody to your website a few weeks ago because of your funnel, just to hey, you want to go see a fairly simple funnel that's working. And she told me that like you had to apply for the Evergreen webinar. And I'm not seeing that right now. Was that something y'all were trying? No. So I bet what she had stumbled upon, we have three separate products, right? So we have our okay. main product, which is our course. Our online course is uh, we launch it two times a year, but whenever we're not launching, it's Evergreen, which means we just direct people to a webinar. And in that webinar, 
they are, um, you know, pitched the course and they have about a week. They get their own little, they, we use deadline funnel to give them one week to purchase the course, right? So we have right. this evergreen funnel running always in the background for that. This is how to build a virtual assistant business. We have yeah. a secondary- Real quick, uh -huh. real quick, because I always say like the best bang for the buck funnel you can do for your online course is a simple evergreen webinar oh, yeah. funnel done right, obviously. So like if I'm at, I'm at the virtualsavvy.com right now and I can click on free training at the top right, right? And there is the pitch for the training, name, email, watch now. It's not using any sort of fancy software. Like I'll literally be able to watch it now. Yep. The timer starts with deadline funnel. Mm -hmm. You probably send some emails out and you probably make sales every day from yep. this funnel. Every day. Okay, keep going. Okay, so that's our main product. So two launches a year, that Evergreen funnel. We have a num another product that's a membership. It's our tech training membership. Um, it's called Savvy Vault, and it is this vault of information. So if you're a VA and you want to learn Kajabi or Canva or Trello or you know all the systems, we have these mini trainings on all of them. So people subscribe monthly. It's just a membership model, right? So you can um, join for a month, you can join for a year, and then twice a year we do a, a flash sale, which we're actually in that flash sale right now at the time of this filming, where you can get a lifetime access. Um, which at some point we'll probably take away, but it just, it sells really good right now. And we're like, ah, we've been told to take it away, but we keep doing it. So that is our, our membership model, right? So come and go anytime. Then our last product is something that I'm guessing this individual kind of stumbled upon. It's honestly, it's, it's, it's newer. Um, and we had just had students really asking for it. So we eventually, we, we like finally launched a third project, which is a, third tier it's a year-long coaching program that's really high touch it's more high it's more high ticket it's high touch to really get virtual assistants who are already making consistent you know two three thousand five thousand dollars a month in their business to scale so putting in systems putting in you know really developing high-end packages that's called savvy circle so that is a year-long program that starts with an application so it is actually and i'll this this is a system that I learned from Mariah Cause too. So if this is a type of system you're interested in, that's this is what she this is part of what she teaches. So it is an application that way we can kind of pre-vet the people, and then the sell the sale still happens on a webinar. So that webinar is selling. Um, so her big thing is like selling high ticket without sales calls. And so we're able to sell, you know, a five, $6,000 program just with an, just with a webinar because we've pre-vetted the people to make sure that they're actually ready for that sale. Makes a lot more sense now. I was like, why? I don't understand why you'd have to apply just to watch a webinar, but it's yeah. more, it's more about applying to the high ticket program and then a webinar yeah. is part of the process. So, you I know, everybody who's watching the webinar is actually like ready for it. Yeah. Well vetted and, um, mm -hmm. This particular person, I was trying to like, she didn't have really much of a funnel at all, and I was like, "Look, it, the the for the least amount of time, with the most, you know, like I said, bang for the buck, like evergreen webinar, like a video that's like an hour or two long. You go through the whole thing with the testimonials and possibly secrets and stack and everything, and then um, it's not just that, but you got some follow up emails, maybe a sales page." Uh, and I was like, here's some examples. Like, look, Abby's got a multi-million dollar business that a lot of her revenue is from this one little funnel, you yeah. know? And she came back to me with that. I was like, well, that doesn't make sense. You have yeah, to she stumbled upon the wrong thing. <laughs> Something. 
So when I go to your site, the, the biggest text says ready to build the life you want. And then it says, take control of your family's financial future while doing what you love, free checklist and starter kit. Mm -hmm. So that seems to be like the main opt-in as opposed to the the webinar. So if I opt in for the free checklist and starter kit, what what kind of funnel am I getting into You're there? Immediately asked if you wanna watch the webinar <laughs> okay. afterwards. afterwards. So it's it's basically just another, it's, um, it's, a, it's a smaller, uh, it's a smaller thing to get people into the same the same funnel. So sometimes we'll send people to the checklist. Some people will send to the webinar. So um, we found that the checklist works really well for people who are just like, I don't know anything. Like, how do I get start? What's a virtual assistant? What is it? And we we have a Facebook group, um, and so that Facebook group we get that question a lot. So we'll send people to that checklist, and then it's like, hey now that you have all the steps right that checklist is literally and to be honest that checklist is basically like the modules in our course put into a checklist um and like some additional like resources there's a little bit of more info in there but that's what that checklist is and then it's like hey probably one of your biggest concerns is marketing like how are you going to market this business once it's up and running and that is our webinar is become a booked out virtual assistance virch become a booked out virtual assistant, which focuses a lot on kind of overcoming the fears of marketing and gives them like one or two quick wins that they can do with marketing um, before pitching the entire course. When do they get pitched the membership? Um, so it is an upsell to, um, it's an upsell. We also, we've bundled it together. Um, so we have the Savvy Systems, our course, but you could get lifetime access to both the course and the tech membership in our ultimate savvy system, which is like $24.97. So people buy that one every day or um, 12 payments of $197. I don't actually remember now. No, I <laughs> have to go and look. People, uh, people ask me often, like, okay, Jacques, I get I'm gonna I'll create an evergreen webinar funnel. Um, you've convinced me, but should the opt-in be the training itself, or should I have some sort of workbook or checklist or whatever be the opt-in first? And it sounds like your answer would be give them both options. Yeah, we do both. Um, and it kind of just because we've seen that those are the two biggest needs and struggle points is just how do I get started is the, the one. So we don't want to shoot them just to marketing. And how do I get clients? Those are the two biggest questions that we get time and time and time again. I mean, that's our Facebook group is just filled with those questions over and over and over and over and over. So we have two resources, but they both lead to the same thing. You, um, you way back when went through Mariah Kaz's training, you went through the two X training, which I'm going through right now, which is phenomenal. You yeah. know, I had Austin on the podcast and I should have done it much, much sooner. Um, it's it's not cheap, but it is, you know, their, their big pitch, you know this, but their pitch, kind of what you alluded to earlier is most like coaching and trainings focus on the marketing. Like here's how I can get you more leads and whatnot, or possibly even the funnel or whatever. Whereas they're more about the infrastructure. Hey, do yeah. you have the right systems in place? Do you have the right team in place? Do you have the right operations in place? Let's get the core of the business good before we start trying to mm -hmm. grow it. It's been amazing. Yeah. And so I, I think you would say that like coaching and training and learning from others is a huge part of your success. Um, and are you on to some other amazing program now? So right now, um, so I did, yeah, I did Mariah Paz's program for almost two years and I did 2X for 
two years. Um, and so right now, what we're doing is with the virtual savvy, we're encouraging each individual to be doing some kind of continuing education, right? So our senior leaders all go through a book together or like, you know, we're trying just to encourage each person to become an expert in their field with their own course or training, right? Um, Or book or podcast, something that they're really consuming to be better. Um, So for me, my biggest need right now is, um, is building this SaaS software. So I should turn that off. <laughs> so building this SaaS software is the biggest need that we have right now. Um, so because of that, I'm literally just in a course um, that is teaching how to start a SaaS. I mean, it is, it is, I'm like back to basics, you know, uh, of just how do I build a thing? And then once we actually have sales, they have a higher level program. It's Dan Martell is um, the the person who runs this program. So I'll be doing his higher ticket program once we actually have reoccurring sales come in. So hopefully in September, you have to be at 10K MRR. So um, $10,000 a month. So we're like, pretty sure we're going to hit that as soon as we launch. Like that's the goal. Um, uh, At least our projections are that. So we should be able to join his higher ticket program. After that, um, I will say if people are looking for like, I, again, I really, 2X, I think is one of the best things to get from either six to seven figures, or if you're, we joined when we were already at seven figures and we were able to double and then almost double again with that program. So I'm a huge fan of 2X. Um, again, we did it for two years. And at a certain point we were like, okay, I think we're good. <laughs> like uh, we, we've done all the content. We 2X, we 4X, right? <laughs> so it's like, uh, you know, we, we are done with them, but I still refer people to them all the time. Um, so there is another program that the founder of Keep Infusionsoft does. And I have looked at that and that's like kind of on my radar for the future. Um, Cause they have a thing to like help you get to like 10 million and then a hundred million. So I'm like, that'd be cool. So that is, that's kind of what my eyes are on. I just don't have the capacity to do it right now. So We'll see. So what is what is their pitch? You know, like I said, I I mentioned two X is like unique selling proposition. What would what would the Infusionsoft training pitch be? So a lot of it looks similar. Um, so I'm I'm not exactly sure of all the details of it. Like I said, it's kind of just on my radar right now. Um, but as somebody who's grown, especially a SaaS into that hundred million dollar mark, I'm like. That seems pretty reputable. And they're po- they have a podcast also, which is really good that covers a lot of like the higher level business topics. So have to go and see what that one is called again. But it's a good one. No, that's fine. The going back to 2X, uh, I, I made this note when you said it the first time, but you did it for two years. Like it's a, it's a one year program. Yeah. Why, why did you feel the need to do it like basically twice? I did it once and then I put my DOO through it once. Ooh. So, yeah, so did you actually attend it. the weekly meetings the second time? Mm-mm. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. Okay. So you went through it by yourself the first time. Yeah. Me and, and my she DOO went through it by herself. It together. And then, yeah. And they've, they've Wait, changed so their, the, the, me and my COO the two of y'all, together okay. the first time. And then the second time my, I sent my DOO, my director of operations. Oh. Okay, so the DOO okay. is the one that runs that company now. 
I gotcha. Okay. So you and Melissa did it together first. And then yeah. is it Nancy? The, uh, her name's uh, Becky. Becky. Sorry. Becky did it. Uh, okay. That makes sense. Interesting. Because it was like she, the goal was for her to kind of run the company, which is what she does now. Yeah. So I've been in it for about three months and like I, it's been amazing and um, we haven't focused on marketing at all. It's all been mm -hmm. the systems and the team and all that, the internal stuff. Um, but I could see where the a year is probably going to be good, yeah. you know? Um, all right. This may be the last thing I have for you, um, but I'm curious. If you could do anything in the world, right? Money's no object. You could do anything. What would you be doing? Is this it? Oh my gosh. Yes. I would just be doing it faster. <laughs> I'm like, I, I, the last two years have been very big on me just getting to know who I am and starting to appreciate and like try to accentuate like who I am. And the more I look at my personality, the more that I look at my strengths, like I am built to be a visionary CEO. Like that is, it is literally what fulfills me. It is what excites me. It is any time that I am removing myself from being that role that I get frustrated or feel burnt out or tired. If I am only able to operate at like visionary status, then I am so fulfilled. So I think if money were no object, I would probably be starting new businesses every three to six months, maybe faster if I got really good at it. <laughs> Just put finding the need putting the right people in place with the vision and then sending them on their way to fulfill it. So who knows? Catch really? I'll, like, I'll, it's not like, it's not like just sit on the beach and drink Mai Tais all day. Like, is that, think, that's really what you doing? I think I could doing? do that. I think I could do that for like three months. And I would be, <laughs> I know I would be bored out of my mind because I'll go on, you know, I'll go on a vacation. Like we did a totally unplugged, like, um, you know, a trip to Mexico pretty recently. And, um, my kids went to the kids club, the whole, like they, all they wanted to do was go to kids club. We'd wake up, can we go to kids club? I'm like, yes. So I'd send them there. And then I literally just laid on the beach and did nothing for five days on day six. I woke up and I was like, I just want to work. Like I love <laughs> my job. I love what I'm doing and I love being on the beach, but I'm getting bored. So I'm very easily bored. Um, even in work sometimes, like I will get, I will get bored even just doing, you know, my good thriving business. There's days I'm in a new gram seven. I get bored really, really easy. So, um, yeah, I think that the newness of starting a new thing, like every three to six months, ooh, man, that'd be the dream with lots of vacation and travel in between, of course. There we go. It's, there go. it's, um, it's a really good feeling to want to get back to work when you're yeah. having a great vacation, you know, you're doing what you love. Uh, so we talked about obviously the old business and the new business. Do you, do you want to mention the new podcast? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so we have a new podcast that is launching in May. It's called business savvy with Abby Ashley. We're going to be talking about high level business strategy. So building a team marketing, um, all of kind of the inner aspects of growing a thriving online business. And so you should come and check it out. Business Savvy with Abby Ashley. Business Savvy with Abby Ashley. You've been talking about launching a podcast for uh, like years now. It's finally happening. Huh? It is finally happening and I'm so excited. We do things, you know, I, I do things pretty slowly. 
um, which is difficult, but our kind of our thing is, man, let's, let's get what's working and operational to 90%. And once we feel like that's at 90%, then we can start the new thing. So um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's finally time, which is exciting. Cool. Congratulations. Well, it sounds like things are going really well. Thanks for joining me. Uh, podcast coming out soon. HelloSavvy.com will come out later this year, but the uh, the wait list is alive and thriving. So you can check that out as well. Abby, it's been a pleasure once again. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. And that is a wrap, everyone. Thank you for joining me here for episode 182. Abby's new platform sounds pretty, pretty dang cool. Pretty dang cool. I've been on the wait list and I'm looking forward to that coming out and trying it out for myself. Uh, you guys should know that by now it'll BS you. Um, if I like something, I'll tell you about it. If I don't like something, I will tell you about it. And that is my opinion. Uh, currently, I love Upwork. Big fan. But some of the things she's saying about Hello Savvy do sound appealing. So I'll be excited to try it out and I will share that experience with you. Uh, but in the meantime, feel free to join the waitlist as well. Once again, at hellosavvy.com. And once again, the online course bootcamp. If you are interested in working with me directly on your course business, whether you're a beginner or more advanced, we're doing two groups this round. This is version 3.0 of the course bootcamp. For more information and to apply for the program, you can head over to thecoursebootcamp.com. Once again, that's thecoursebootcamp.com. Thanks for being here. Appreciate you listening. We'll see you next time. Oh, 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 oh,